quality corporate training meets powerful AI. Docebo is the world's first generative AI learning platform. You can customize the learning experience and create content in seconds. Learn more at docebo.com. One billion, three hundred and eighty-six million cubic kilometers. That's the whole amount of water on our planet. Fresh water makes up just 2.5% of the total, while the amount that we can use is even smaller, about 1% or less. Meanwhile, the extraction of underground water has already changed and continues to change the inclination of the Earth's axis about 80 centimeters eastward. Between 1993 and 2010, water is the most traded raw material in the world. The virtual market of blue gold is 400 times that of petrol. In 2020, water became a future commodity traded on Wall Street. The index in QH2O. Many people have already started investing in it. They're basically betting on water scarcity in the near future. Meanwhile, 200 nations are affected by desertification. In the last century, the use of water has gone up by 70% in proportion to world population growth. An American citizen consumes about 1,300 cubic meters of water every year, a European about half of that, an African, one-seventh. In Europe, in the last 25 years, the polar caps have lost about 880 cubic kilometers of ice. Translated in terms of drinking water, that would be enough to satisfy everyone's water needs for about 120 years. Today, two billion people lack access to drinking water. Every two minutes, a child younger than five years old dies because of contaminated water. In three years, an average person drinks the same amount of water used to create just one t-shirt. And that person, taking a shower for three months and a half, uses the same amount of water necessary to produce one kilo of steak. A factory that produces semiconductor devices uses on average in one day the amount of water required for a city of 58,000 people. Every 20 prompts typed into ChatGPT costs us half a liter of water. Training the third generation of ChatGPT costs OpenAI 700,000 liters of water. In this case, we're talking about 5,000 showers. Water reserves have halved since 1970. At this rate, they could run dry by 2040. I am Guido Brera, and you're listening to Black Box, the hidden side of finance, a podcast by Cora Media, sponsored by Docebo. The Tigris and Euphrates, the Huanghe and Yangtze rivers, the Indus and the Nile, all early civilizations developed around waterways. Thales of Miletus, the earliest recorded Greek philosopher said that water was the beginning of all things. 
Aqueducts were just as important to the expansion of the Roman Empire as roads. Apparently, the Sumerians invented water mills, and they were the first to use water to produce energy. The steam engine kick-started the first industrial revolution, always water, just in a different state. And hydroelectricity was an important resource for the second industrial revolution as well, which we're still at the tail end of today. Two hydrogen atoms and one atom of oxygen. The chemical structure of water is one of the most simple in nature. But this elementary architecture is at the core of everything that keeps us alive. It's the base of our biology. It's the base of our past and also of our future. The AI revolution also requires water. Water to produce the enormous amount of energy required for servers and GPUs. Water to cool the circuits that keep up the tangled web of servers that our whole world is now depending on. In total, every data center can use up to 660 billion liters of water each year. Now, with the development of artificial intelligence as a service available to all, the data centers are just going to become more prevalent, as will the use of water to stop them from overheating. We're running faster and faster, too fast, really. The technological revolution is intangible. It's a collection of bits, of clicks, of taps, of increasingly microscopic circuits and increasingly intelligent devices. We're racing fast, as if free from the weight of matter, carefree, beyond human. However, the danger is that we trip over those two simple atoms of hydrogen linked to the atom of oxygen and our race turn into a tragic fall, our beginning and our end. So what can we do before it's too late? What are we doing already? We started to look at that mass of sea and ocean water, that enormous 97% of unused water. We already possess three types of technology for desalinization, reverse osmosis, evaporation, and ion exchange. But these are expensive technologies with a problematic relationship between cost and reward. At the moment, they only guarantee 1% of the water in the world, especially in the regions of Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, the UAE, Qatar, and Bahrain. After all, these regions have little other choice. And then, some have started to look up to the sky. Not to invoke ancient rain gods, but to extract water from asteroids, which potentially, it seems, may be holding great quantities of it. It might seem like something out of a trashy sci-fi novel, but it's actually being taken seriously at the highest levels, which includes NASA. In 2015, the Obama administration made a law which guarantees American citizens their share of resources extracted in space. The plan is to break into the asteroids, split the water into its original atoms, oxygen and hydrogen, and then transform it into a resource and fuel for space missions. Essentially something pretty useless for us down here on Earth, but very important for that tiny group of tech lords that perhaps already see themselves as emperors of the skies. But what if things were easier 
What if the solution was much closer? Literally under our feet. Under the USA alone, there's about 3.5 million kilometers of water pipes. To put in the same context of space travel, that's about five times the distance from Earth to the moon and back. The problem is that they're old, badly maintained, and they're losing water. In the whole world, about one-third of drinking water is wasted as it passes through faulty piping. One-third is an enormous percentage. According to calculations, it would take just 1% of the global GDP to solve all problems connected to the water crisis at their root. It's 29 cents to the dollar every day for each person on Earth. We're talking about a cost that is less than five times that of our current water risks. This investment would reap great benefits in the short, mid, and long term. And of course, then we have the usual elephant in the room, climate change. Desertification, drought, and floods are today afflicting even areas of the world which never experienced them before and which are therefore unprepared. The UN has calculated that every time the average world temperature goes up a degree, the renewable water resources are cut by 20%. The danger is that we may find ourselves in the middle of a tremendous paradox. On one side, finding ourselves drowning in salt water with the melting of the ice caps and the rise of the oceans, and on the other, suffering from thirst for the excessive usage and bad management of fresh water as the Earth continues to suffer. A terrible and ironic epilogue. Just like the myth of Tantalus, the arrogant ruler who dared to challenge the gods and suffered eternally for his hubris. He was cast into Lake Tartarus, submerged to his neck in water, yet every time he would attempt to drink, the water would pull away, leaving him thirsty until the end of time. P.S. Over the course of this podcast, about 13 million and a half plastic bottles have been produced, mainly for water. Each of these takes about 1,000 years to become biodegradable. Black Box is a Cora News podcast, produced by Cora Media and sponsored by Docebo. Written by Guido Brera with I Diaboli. Editorial supervision by Francesca Milano. Intro and sound design by Luca Micheli. Editing and post-production by Luca Micheli and Mattia Liciotti. Production organization by Alex Peverengo. Translation by John Vincent. <laughs>